The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Und was der Fichtel uns jetzt gleich sagen wird, das werden wir uns anhören mit von der Party die Woodies. Regrettably interrupt fishing with guns with this special news bulletin. Right. Boompa, loompa, doompa, daddy. If you are wise, you'll listen to Kevin Gassman. A giant hairy creature, part ape. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, your pregame announcer, your pop scene sensation, Gashman. Gashman. One of the carbon blobs from Sector 7G. Some people have said that you're retarded, not me. Just on days that end in Y. That's <laughs> today, oh my God. All right, well, just don't take it personally. How about that? It's 10 minutes past 3 o'clock. A little slow start, but it's all good. We'll get it going as you go global with Gas Man on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel on this beautiful Saturday afternoon in Phoenix, Arizona, as we broadcast live until 5 p.m. So this is a two-hour show. The first hour, well, it's just pretty much whatever we want to talk about. And the second hour is Aliens with Gas. And we're going to have our guest Mandel in with us. He's a musician out here in Phoenix who actually created our theme song for us, at least some theme music for us. So I'm looking forward to having him in, as, as well as Heidi Gad. He'll be joining me here in just a moment as well. So thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it. This show here, we'd like to play a lot of music from independent artists from either here in Phoenix Arizona from the bands that I know or maybe bands that you know out there are you you know into the music scene wherever your city is you know any bands that might want to have their music played well you send them our way here we get to play them on the voiceamerica.com variety channel and then if it's good enough and we really enjoy the music and the bands are cool well then they get some play on my radio show on Wednesdays right here in Phoenix on 88.7 FM the pulse so yeah we have internet radio on saturday then we have live radio on wednesdays so maybe if you want to find more information on that just find me online it's uh kevingasman.com or drivingwithgas.com there's two s's there no matter what you do there's always two s's when you're dealing with gas all right so i just played a song from darkness dear boy the tune was called dominoes and they're from here and they got a big show coming up in the middle of uh june so let me try to get them on our show as well heidi what's up yeah. hang on go ahead What's up? What's up? Am I here? You are here. Yay. <laughs> I got a new mixing board, so I'm trying to mix up your sound to see how you uh, come across here. So <laughs> this mixing board is a lot of fun, too. So we're gonna It's so colorful and beautiful. It's I, I can't wait to it's play with it. shiny and new. <laughs> it's got a cool effects board, too, so yeah. maybe we'll play with that during the show. But <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Lots going on during the week. I think that's what I'm going to be doing with, with this show is kind of recapturing what happened throughout the week and... 
Yeah. You know, the decline of the democracy here in America is, uh, is on its way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, what's going on here, man? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, ten, ten, ten different people from our administration came up with different excuses as to why the FBI director Comey was fired. So no one can get their shit together there. Right. <laughs> and then let's see what else is going on. Well, just the, I guess, the... Um, the neutral, the net, the net neutral act, net, ne- net uh, neutrality is what yeah. they're calling about. That's a big deal now that they're calling for, you know, uh, companies to ma- manipulate the internet. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Go ahead. You can do it. I really like, why? Why would people want to be for that? Unless you're one of the small percentage of people who will uh, benefit from it. Right. Erg. Uh. <laughs> it is an ug. I think we're, we're, it's just the countdown. I think the countdown we have until, we have a new president, <laughs> and it's not going to be. I know. F- Where's that ticker? It's not going to be in three years. It's going to be less than that. I think. I think. I think even a- Vegas dropped the odds a little more to the the impeachment process might happen sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, he's. It's, it's unbelievable, and uh, then people are doubling down on this. People are doubling down on this administration, which blows my mind. It makes it's no like, sense. It's it's really freaky. It really doesn't make any sense at all. No. That's why it's like, why, why are you just are you are you in that much hatred of Obama and that much hatred of, of the the liberal uh, progressive left that you'll you'll just no matter what is in office as long as long as it has an R next to it that's all you care about. Right. I mean that's definitely party over country. And it doesn't matter what it is for the people. Like it doesn't they don't care? You know, suck yeah. it up, Buttercup. Right. You know, snowflake. And then they're they're the worst snowflakes in the world because if you insult them, then they're they attack you worse than you attack them. Right. Which is unbelievable. Don't they don't see this. That's the the bubble that you know Bill Maher talks about. This bubble they're in. They just feel like, look, let's just do this. How about this? Let's give them Alabama. All right. I mean, Jeff Sessions is from there, the AG, who's a fucking moron, who's like, we need to go back to tighter, you know, uh, minimum security or minimum uh, prison, you know, uh, sentences and this and that. It's like you're going uh, back towards the the war on drugs where we're trying to get away from that. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, let's give him Alabama. I don't think we'll miss it. No. (laughs) I mean... The beach in Alabama is really nice, though. Well, you know, so maybe we can just keep the beach for us right. and give them just, just... like, draw a line around it. Right. Give them the backwoods. Yeah. They seem to like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. coming well, like, rat for us. <laughs> look, I mean, I, I, it's, it's... You know, I saw somebody post something about the fact that maybe it's time this country does fraction off. Maybe we should put regions in this in the United States of here, you want to live in a right wing, super conservative uh, portion. This is where you can go. Right. You want to live in a full free society where everyone can do whatever they want and not worry about what everyone else does. Go here, probably California. (laughs) 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 Well, that's going to make California fall off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) I don't know. There's, you know, it's up for discussion. Let's say that. (laughs) All right. Well, we have more on our minds. We'll come back and talk about that. But what will that be? You have to hang out with us and find out because that's what this is all about. It's the tease. We like the tease. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Heidi is with us. How was your week? You were sick, weren't you? Yeah. I came down with a walking pneumonia. How do you get that? Um, Well, I had a flu virus that only lasted a day. And then it turned into bronchitis, and I didn't go get uh, antibiotics quick enough. Right. And then it just... I blame it on chemtrails. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> it's all chemtrails' fault. I saw him spraying that stuff, man. You blame everything on chemtrails. Chem I do. 
But what, what is the chemtrail? What are they for? Is it for protecting us or is it for dumbing us down? I think it's for dumbing us down. Is that, do you? You think it's that? I mean, I you do. think it's like a, a an, an, like an awful side effect. They didn't realize what was going to happen. Dude, it's toxic, man. When you get toxic, you don't free think. Your mind gets muddled, and then you get sick. <laughs> That's what it is. Not the fact that you're a mom and you work hard it has nothing to do with getting sick, right? <laughs> nothing like that. But it's no. got to go straight to the. Uh, it's chemtrails. Dude. <laughs> it's chemtrails. It <laughs> is. I love it. And All right. I'm sticking to my story. <laughs> well, we're gonna chill out with this band. I love these guys. They have a new album coming out. Huckleberry is the band, but we're gonna go back to their Fine Highway album. The tune. Well, we're gonna chill with them and sail away right here on it's Golden Global with Gas Man on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel every Saturday, and then uh, we'll be back after this right here. Um, I don't care. I'm going to edit this out. (laughs) I'm going global with gas. Man. (laughs) Going global with gas, man, and find highway from Huckleberry (laughs) right here. For some reason, I had that song for nine minutes, and I'm like, that must be like a couple songs tacked on together or something like that. Or it's, oh, I know what it is. You're trying to play a nine minute song right now? (laughs) No, you know what it was? No, and I didn't snap at that when I first saw it, is the fact that it's actually got a hidden song on the album. Oh. And Sail Away is the last tune on Fine Highway. Again, the band is called Huckleberry from Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm like looking at that going, wait a minute, nine minutes. <laughs> I know that song ain't nine minutes. So there you go. That's the short version for you here on uh, Going Global with Gas Man. So uh, we have an interesting guest we're going to be talking to very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her name's Tanya Newbold, and uh, she's going to be joining us. She's a producer for a movie called "When the Bow Breaks." It's about postpartum. Post, blah, blah, blah. Let me do it again. It's about postpartum de- uh, depression. Yeah. Which is after you have a child, right? What happens to you? And uh, it's quite an interesting movie. It's a documentary. I was watching it, and wow, we're going to have some yeah interesting conversation. It's pretty intense, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So we'll have her on in about uh, ten minutes or so. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I like to go through my phone and look at my posts throughout the week, you know. <laughs> well, I do. It's like, you know. because like I, a recap. Yeah. Well, you know, I go to my page and, and you know, I post whatever I need to post for the whole week. People get upset or not. And <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people get upset on your posts. Well, it's like, I read them and I laugh. Some guy, I have a serious, hardcore right wing dude that yeah. no matter what I put, he goes right to Obama. Well, the, Obama in the lid. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. (laughs) Like, really, dude. He needs to calm down. (laughs) So, yeah, I posted that. You know, should there be a certain amount of money a politician can earn before they can run for for any kind of office? Meaning, yeah, like a cap, uh, uh, like a salary cap or something like that. Because I think if you're making ten million dollars a year, you're a little out of touch of what's going on. So I kind of see what we what's going on now. In our office, in our in our um, in our country, is that everybody who's in charge has barely any relation to what's going on on the streets. You yeah. know, there might be a few here and there's for sure. But I think for the ones that are pretty much in the news and are getting a lot of the attention from our media, those are the very wealthy politicians. Yeah. They've had a pretty charmed life, right? At least recently, maybe it wasn't that way in the beginning for some of them. Right. But I feel like they forgot. Did you um, see their Bethune-Cookman is a college, a historically black college. They invited Betsy DeVos to vote to speak at their graduation. (laughs) 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 So this is the woman that had the most controversial pick of the, of the cabinet. Right. Who was a spoon fed billionaire child who had everything handed her way and now she's in charge of the public or the education system. Right. And she was chosen to speak at an all-black college. 
the students stood up and booed and turned their back on her. And the president <laughs> even said, if you don't stop this, I'm going to mail you your, your graduation, uh, you know, your diplomas. So I'm like... Well, well dude, get to partying earlier then. <laughs> I know, right? Let's get out of here. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> who thought that was a good idea? That's what I want to know. know. Who literally thought that was a good idea? Yeah, who brought that up? Seriously. That's, that's a, just weird. That's a big fail. Yeah. <laughs> that is big, an epic fail right, right there. Right. So that, that was one of my favorite things on the internet this week. Um, <laughs> I also wrote down, it look, looks like I picked the wrong week to shave my... Um, <laughs> I just left a blank for people to fill out themselves. <laughs> yeah, you got some col- colorful answers in there. I, I saw this video for this man who's vaping. Apparently he's the vape king of social media. Oh? Yeah, you know, via vape smoke and they right. sh- you know, they'd be like, it's the new yo-yo craze really is what it right. is. I mean, wow, you can blow smoke out of your nose and you're, you know, can you do it out of your ears probably? But I mean, it's just... It, it's fascinating, you know, what people really like and what dig. And, and you know, this guy's blowing smoke and making <laughs> – he's blowing smoke. He's just creating little things out of his mouth, but, he, you know, he's going to be a billionaire because of that. Right. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I know. we got to come up with something, Kevin. It's so weird. Well, yeah. I was hoping Aliens with Cass could be part of that. Right. Yeah, I, I another show that I know that uh, is doing really well, they, they talk about um, athletes in trouble, athletes who get arrested. I'm like, so you're making money on other people's – you know, um, misfortune, right? Yeah. Right, you're cashing in on other people's misfortunes, so and then not helping them. It's not. Well, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so for me, it's like I, I'd rather be a part of something that's going to change people's minds a little bit. Yeah. You know, and hopefully, maybe not this show, but <laughs> at least aliens with gas will. Yeah, this show will once in a while. Yeah, we have our moments. It's true. This one wasn't. <laughs> 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 All right, let's let's play a song. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Heidi. I don't mean. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> all right, so I'm looking at, all right, Ebenezer, we haven't heard these guys in a while. I really dig these guys a lot. Uh, let's jam out with these. We're kind of mellowing out right now, so we'll hear this band. The tune's called Rock Bottom from Ebenezer from right here in Phoenix, Arizona on Going Global with Gas. Man. <laughs> it's Ebenezer here on Going Global with Gas Man at 3.30 on your Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I was just thinking, <laughs> you know, they had like movies for a Saturday afternoon. Right. Yeah. Just thinking. <laughs> what would a Saturday afternoon mo- movie be? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, there's just something else like I want to go into, but not right now. <laughs> this reminds me of that. A movie for a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. All right. So you are uh, hanging out with us here on the voiceamerica.com variety channel and we're going to change uh, gears a little bit and we're going to have a guest on. I'm going to call right now. I don't know. Um, we haven't really tested the line or anything like that. So we're going to give it a shot. Tanya Newbold is uh, going to be our guest and let's give her a call right now and see if this works or not. And uh, I hope it does. Yeah, I do too. So we're going to call her and uh, I'm going to let her know she's got to be on the air right away because so, we haven't had a chance to pre-call her. Uh, or she's calling us actually. There we go. All right. Good job. All right. You're going global with gas, man. Is this Tanya? I hear some noise in the background. I think she's there. Tanya, you there? I am here. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. I think we we're trying to figure out your microphone situation, eh? <laughs> got it covered now yes uh yeah it sounds pretty good um very cool thank you for uh joining the show today tony newbold is with us here one of the producers of when the bow breaks and it is a movie about postpartum depression and um i, I gotta tell you tony i saw the movie and wow man you need to have some tissues hanging by near don't you yeah you really do i mean it's such an important topic and there's so much stigma around it and 
we wanted to give a very realistic view, but also show that there are ways to get help and really let moms know and families that they're not alone. Right. I have Heidi Gad with me. She's my uh, co-host here on Saturdays. Hi. Hi, Heidi. Hello. <laughs> I, I sent her the link too. She actually ended up seeing it. And she's a new mom, actually, a few years. Uh, yeah. How old is Lily now? She'll be three next month. Three next month. Oh, Craziness. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thanks. She was a good surprise. So, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tanya, so, we, so I watched the movie. Um, obviously, you know, this uh, postpartum depression has been around. We, we were aware of it. But as far as the emphasis on, on actually working on correcting it, really isn't out there, is it? No, I mean, it's what I do like that I'm seeing now is that it's becoming more talked about, more celebrities are coming out. And to me, the way it works in the United States, more the celebrities talk about it, the more people get on board. And healthcare professionals are finally beginning to realize that this really is an epidemic. It affects one in five, some people say one in seven women. It doesn't seem to be age-specific or anything else. It affects women of all ages. It could be your first child. It could be your second or third child. And, you know, you just don't know. Well, let me ask you this. As far as, you know, when you, you go through something like this, after having a child where nothing went wrong, everything was fine, all of a sudden you, your second child, your third child, then boom, it, it hits. Um, do women usually have children after that, or is that pretty much the end of the line? You know, it kind of depends. I know women personally that had their first one and it was so rough that they chose not to have another one. Um, we actually have one of the women in our film, Vanessa Benson, is she had two children and then she had postpartum depression and went on to have another one. Wow. And how was she after that, the other one? She's doing great. So do you think it's the lesson she learned in the first one that she figured maybe a way to get through the, the, you know, the second one or didn't seem like there was any concern that that would happen again? Well, she was afraid to have that next child, and, but she chose to get help when she had postpartum depression. And then she went on to have that. For her, it was her third child. She didn't have it with her first. She had it with her second and then went on to have her third and had no problem. Hmm. But there also are variation, variating uh, uh, levels of postpartum depression as well. Is that correct? There's extreme versions, and then there's kind of that maybe just kind of touch touch upon a little bit of of that um, of that issue. Is that correct? Absolutely. Baby blues is very common, and that usually lasts one to two weeks. This is a brand new adventure. You're not sleeping. You're feeling out of sorts. Your hormones are adjusting. You're tired. So that's very very normal. But most women thank God. After a couple weeks, they find the rhythm and they come out of it. I personally had antenatal depression around four and a half months being pregnant. I was kind of like, why am I on the kitchen floor crying so hard that I have snot coming out of my mouth and nose? Like, what is going on here? I actually had depression while I was pregnant, although I had a great pregnancy. Then I had my beautiful daughter, which is all I wanted. And a couple weeks into it, I realized, uh-oh, something's wrong. I was very disconnected. Um, I had so much fear and anxiety. And that is another, there's postpartum depression, which I had, postpartum anxiety, which I had. 
Then you can go on and it can be postpartum psychosis. And that is where you are having thoughts of harming yourself or your child or your children. And the most important thing to know with that is that if anyone out there who's listening has anything like that going on, absolutely reach out. Do not keep it to yourself. Reach out to a friend, a healthcare professional, your spouse if you can, but don't keep this to yourself. There is help out there, but if you don't get that help, sometimes something bad, unfortunately, can happen. We had a woman yesterday, Lindsay Jurst, who is the main person we follow in the documentary and also producer on the film. She had a woman that she said yesterday she had to tell her to go to the hospital right away because she needed to get that kind of attention. So it is imperative that you speak out. Yeah, it's good to have a solid support group, I think, when you, you know, well, you should have. have a baby because it's a scary thing, you know, like I mine was a super surprise. I was super freaked out for like months when I found out I was pregnant. I was like, whoa, what am I going to do? I'm a business owner. I'm a musician. Like, how's this going to affect all my everything? Absolutely. And fortunately, yep. I have a really great support group. So, well, and that's something that we found too through doing the film. When when I had it, um, Brooke Shields' book "Down Came the Rain," I someone referred it to me, and when I read it, that's when I went, "Oh, okay, this is what's wrong with me." But I could not find help on it, and so I approached Jamie Lynn, who Lipman, who's our fantastic director. I said, "There needs to be." A documentary about this. There's not enough information. And then very fortunately, Lindsay Jers came on board, and then the three of us created this documentary together. And it is a matter of realizing, getting the information out there, because it is so scary. It's so, and sometimes the way your body changes and it affects you, you have no control over that. No. You don't. You know, <laughs> watching the documentary, it almost seems like this is something that you have to self-diagnose and not only that but be comfortable with yourself to tell someone that this is going on in your head so when women get pregnant is there, i mean obviously i can't relate to this but <laughs> what kind of conversation happens with the doctor do they is this even brought up at all that this is a possibility it could happen here this the warning signs is that any part of the the protocol I think it's beginning to be now more and more. It was not so much when I, my daughter is now eight. So we began this journey actually quite a while ago. And even my pediatrician, who's amazing, when I told her about the documentary, she said, oh, wow. I always asked, how's Ava doing? I never asked you, how were you doing? Right. And so, and I think there is so much shame around feeling this way. It's it's horrific because here you have this baby that you want and then you have these thoughts and feelings that you can't explain so it, it's it's shameful it's embarrassing who wants to share that right and you know i'm going to say this i feel like social media is kind of the devil when it comes to the perception of other people's lives and i love social media but we all post our best selfie, our best mm -hmm. moments, the cutest moments. We're not posting moments where we're sobbing hysterically or our children are screaming or whatever it is. So I think there's this very false perception of how we're supposed to be. And so we get scared that we don't have the freedom to say, um, I don't 
feel right. Something's wrong with me. Because then people look at you like, right. well, what is wrong with you? Right. That's the step. You got to, you know, hopefully someone will be there to listen and, you know, take you under their wing and, and comfort you. And that's a, it's a scary thing to make yourself so vulnerable out there to, to you know, hopefully someone would respond in, in the appropriate way. And it sounds like, you know, there are groups out there and, you know, that are available for women and then they might not know about that. And that's what this uh, movie is all about when the bow breaks. Well, and also, too, there's PSI. Um, postpartum Support International. You can look them up online. They, they have a warm line, meaning if someone needs to make a phone call to check in to find out, is this normal? Am I okay? These are professionals that are there to help you. Our Facebook page, When the Bowel Breaks, we answer every single comment that comes in. Lindsay does, actually. She's amazing. So if anyone has a question or is wondering about themselves, write us. Lindsay will get back to you. So there are other avenues if you don't feel comfortable talking to those close to you. That's amazing. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when the bow breaks, film.com is the website for more information on what we're talking with uh, and what we're talking about. We are talking with Tanya Newbold. Um, you're also an actress and you've been around Hollywood for quite some time. Um, and your first movie. And so, I mean, as far as being in, in the Hollywood scene, um, you know, having the connections with, you know, like people like Brooke Shields and other, uh, I saw Carney Wilson in your video. Um, were the, were these celebrities aware of the topic and wanted to be a part of this or were these connections you already knew that kind of went through these issues? Well, it, it both. I mean, the, both of these celebrities, of course, experienced it and had their own stories with it. And then when we were doing the film, I was very fortunate. Amy Brenneman is a friend of mine who's a phenomenal actress, and she is friends with Brooke, and that's how that came about. And then Lindsay has a friendship with Carney, and that's how that came about. So we're And then Peggy also is a friend of mine from Real Housewives of Orange County. So we're very fortunate, and Artie Sakara is another one that I think Lindsay knew, that they chose to expose themselves and be a part of this, and Brooke Executive produced it and narrated it. And we're very grateful for that. And it does help bring awareness to this subject. Was it tough for you to get on camera to talk about this? Yes, it was. And just saying that to you, whew, yeah, it was because I knew I had to. I did not have a choice because this film is not about me. It is about helping people. And the only way to do that is to truly expose what I went through. Right. And um, it was very tough to share, but I wouldn't change it because everything that all of us did is helping people. And unfortunately, one of uh, you saw the film Haiti Harrison was a very dear friend of mine, and um, you know that was that was brutal with what she went through. So, you know, our film is available on iTunes. It's available on Netflix. We are now in sixty-four countries. If you know of anyone who's experiencing anything that you question, watch the film, share it, tell people about it. We are here to help people. What do you uh, down the road when your child gets older? And eventually sees this movie. Yeah, what do you do? You have you plan on what you're going to tell her? Trust me, that conversation has gone in my head. I can't even tell you how many times. But um, I'm very blessed. I'm very close with my daughter. She's amazing, and I believe through communication that we can handle anything. And by the time that ever does happen, she will be mature enough, and she will be loved her whole life to realize, oh, okay. 
my mommy wasn't well at that time. Right. Yeah, it's a heavy situation, no doubt about that, and it's a, it's a situation that we've known for quite some time. In fact, in your movie, you do point out that in England actually has a law called infanticide law. In 1938, they passed it, um, basically recognizing postpartum depression, saying yeah. that with this, when something happens in, in, in a woman that this snaps or something goes down, and, and should they, it's basically as if they kill their kid within the year, it's kind of like they're, they got a pass, right? Or they're, well, they're not charged with murder. Exactly. And I mean, and the problem is even with that is that sometimes postpartum depression can last a couple of years. It can last five years. I mean, there is no like, okay, the year's done. We're out of it now. There's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Mine was five and a half months and I chose to take the natural route five HTP and rosehip oil. And two weeks later it worked. Hmm. So, you know, but that doesn't happen to everyone. Some people absolute antidepressants medications if you're feeling all of this don't be afraid to take it it is so much better than dealing with what you're dealing with so is it just like a straight up imbalance in your system that causes this well here's what we realized through the testimonies the doctor's testimonies filming there seems to be several factors there um one of the biggest ones interestingly enough is lack of support it seems even if some of the women had a traumatic birth or something happened, but they had tons of family support. They had sisters and brothers and mothers and everyone around them. They seemed to kind of come through okay. Um, my example, I had no sisters or brothers. My mom was up north. And friends, all of us do this, tend to think, oh, you had a new baby. I'm going to leave you alone, let you adjust. Worst thing you can do. Right. <laughs> So that is one of them. Hormones plays a huge part. Um, And then the other one is a traumatic birth. If you had a traumatic birth or emergency C-section, that can also seem to trigger it. It's very interesting, as you saw with Sitting Moon, they do not allow the mother to do anything other than lay in bed and care for that baby for 30 days. Wow. And everyone does everything for you. They cook the food. They... They take care of you. They take care of the baby and do all that. And I think it does give, it's a huge thing to do. Right. You know, you did it as well. Like it is such a shift. And in America, especially, I think we're kind of expected like, okay, you get a few weeks off and then back <laughs> right. to <work."> Right. <laughs> like, why can't we just have more time off? Right. You know? Well, they should. I think that 30 day thing should be a mandatory situation because that's the health of our country right, right there at the very beginning of the health of our country right they want to have you know everybody have their babies and you know they want to dictate whether you are having a baby you know all this abortion stuff going on which i personally don't uh, you know i would never get an abortion but it's like they're forcing these women to have these babies and then they're not taking care of them after they have them I was really fortunate because, you know, I did have an emergency C-section. It was like a very, like, get your butt in the hospital, what took you so long to get here kind of a thing. I cut off all the ladies that were on the waiting list for their their particular C-section. I got a couple dirty looks, but whatever. And, you know, when they handed me my baby, I started freaking out, and they took her. Um, And, of course, my husband was there. Um, And... The hospital I was in was really great, and I had um, midwives and a 
regular, you know, quote unquote, regular physician, gynecologist, doctor. And they kept me in the hospital for over a week. And, you know, I think it was because I was kind of freaking out. <laughs> so Which I was, is wonderful that they recognize that and said, you right. know, she needs some extra time. She needs some extra care here. Yeah. And I had a lot of help in that particular hospital. And I think if they did that with everybody and just gave them that chance, you know. I agree. Well, I do know that there is a lot more of a screening process being implemented across the country. And that is talking more about how are you feeling, like looking for any type of signs of depression. We got Tanya Newbold again on the phone. She's one of the producers of When the Bow Breaks and the online, uh, how you can get it online is uh, whenthebowbreaksfilm.com. You said you're on iTunes and and, and uh, where else are you at? We are on Netflix. Netflix, very cool. So let me ask you this. You, you said you, you took more of a holistic approach. Um, I know uh, there's a few, I, I don't know if it was Lindsay or in the movie that actually was you know on all these pills. Um, you know, has other holistic approaches worked? I mean, marijuana, is that something that's maybe in the, uh, in the future for uh, this? Because we've seen a lot of benefits from that. Uh, you know what? And I, I would not rule anything out because if it helps, I think that's wonderful. We didn't explore that avenue. It wasn't anything that came up while we were doing our film. So I don't really know anything about it. So I can't speak about it personally. But you know what? You never know what the future holds. Right. Well, I'm just wondering because they say uh, the cannabinoid system is part of our normal, you know, our, our bodies. So I'm just, so I, maybe there's a connection there. Who knows? I mean, I don't know if they've gone down that uh, rabbit hole of, you know, of cannabis and, and postpartum depression. But maybe there's something there down the road. Who knows? But, uh, you know, when Lindsay's, you know, taking you know, all these pills and then she's also doing this uh, TMS therapy, which is kind of like an electric shock therapy. So there's another um, avenue that women can take. Now, this seems a little more harsher. Um, how is she doing with this? Because she's like five days a week with this. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, she has tried many different things. And, you know, she's the most wonderful mom, the most amazing woman. And it is heartbreaking that this is something that she's ongoingly dealing with, but she is committing to helping people and to making a difference. And so, you know, God bless her. She, and she's so great about sharing her story and her experiences and everything she's going through. So as things happen, um, she will, you know, I'm sure continue to reveal that. It's just, you know, it's 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 very shocking documentary and a lot of things that you don't realize how far this can go. You know, I believe there was a doctor in there that said, hey, listen, you know, if you have someone with this, bring him in. We're going to treat it as serious as a heart attack. I mean, yeah. that's that's pretty you know, imperative. That needs to get fixed right away. That's that's an emergency, is it not? It really is. I mean, for some of these women, it absolutely is. When you're now having thoughts of harming your baby or yourself, and you don't feel like you can go another day, absolutely it should be treated like that. Absolutely. And I want everyone to know, and I'm getting goosebumps while I say this, Try not to judge it because it doesn't mean you're a horrible human being. You know, it's kind of like what Raul said, Martinez. We forget that mental illness is an illness of the brain. It's no different than an illness somewhere else in our body, and it needs immediate attention. Right. You know, we talk about, you know, women getting 
you know, a notification prior to them, you know, uh, delivering birth and maybe having this information in the, at hand more to see for them to get, you know, red flags here. You know, this right. is uh, something you should look out for when something like this happens. I mean, is, is there not a book that, you know, so you're going to be a mom and these are the things you need to know. You know, that seems like a book that should be out there. Well, a book and also a pamphlet for every OBGYN hospital and you know, put it this way, if there is a great book, I still don't know of it. Maybe I need to write right. it. <laughs> right, there you go. Or maybe even yeah. create like a YouTube short or something right. where it's just easy to like plug in, watch it. Like, yeah, you know. well, it just seems like this kind of information should be part of the process of pregnancy to childbirth is, you know, maybe, uh, I, don't, I don't know, what do you, a psychological evaluation, would that be necessary? Or because you, it, it sounds like it doesn't really happen until after the birth and maybe you know, a, a week or day, maybe a few weeks after, um, then something just snaps. This seems to be the, the theme that I've, uh, I saw in the documentary is that all of a sudden, boom, it just something clicked and they don't want the baby anymore. Yeah. And there is, I agree with that. It does seem to be kind of like an overnight thing almost. It's very, it's very bizarre. Right. But I do say like, even with myself, there were symptoms at the beginning of my pregnancy, like four and a half months in. So I do think there should be some sort of ongoing conversation with the OBGYN. And then even like I said, the pediatrician after, because after you've had a baby at a certain point, the OBGYN's job is pretty much done. But there needs to be someone continuing that conversation. And I do think there are specific things to look for. Are you sleeping? Are you eating? Are you enjoying being a mom? How are you feeling about this? I mean, there's just, it's very basic questions. And if you are, if you know what to look for, I think you can very quickly see like, mm, that's not it. And I mean, all any of my friends now who have a baby, I'm over there immediately checking in, checking in, checking in. And I can usually tell within a few weeks, okay, she's fine. Right. She's fine. And there's ones I'm like, oh, she's going to have postpartum depression for sure. That I'm like, nope, she's fine. Mm. You know, so that's what I mean. It's you don't know. You just don't know. So do you think this is something, uh, just a trait of humanity? I mean, this is obviously 1938, England recognized this. This must be something that just is part of who we are in our DNA. Yeah, I, I absolutely think it is because I know for myself personally, I never had any prior history of depression. I'm a very, for the most part, very grounded, happy human being. So when it hit me, I I thought I was nuts. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. And poor husband, and this is another thing I want to bring up. It's very difficult on the husbands. Right. God bless the husbands because they've lost their wife in that moment. Mm. It's like, who is this woman that I'm living with who had our child but she doesn't seem like she cares about me or is interested in life or anything. And they don't know what to do because you guys, if you can't fix it, you don't know what to do. No, that was really, yeah. that, I, that was, it was good that you threw that in there in the documentary as far as the husband's perspective. Cause yeah, it doesn't just affect one person. It affects the whole family that she's, you know, that, that she's a part of. And um, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It just you know. really needs to be brought up in the healthcare system. Like I was on state, health insurance at the time because it was right when all this weird health insurance thing happened and the particular plan I had canceled me because I got pregnant. Mm. So I had to go on in Arizona. It's called access. Well, six weeks after I had my baby, they canceled my access because I wasn't pregnant anymore. Cut. Yeah. And they do that to a lot of people. Wow. So that is a pro an, an issue that should definitely be addressed because 
yeah, what happens? F- right. You're what happens own. if I hadn't had that strong support system and being able to punch myself in the face, and, like, <laughs> get my craft together, you know? Right. And and how many women don't have that? Support right. System? Exactly. How many of them are doing this without parents or wow. without or a significant without, other even, you know? Without a spouse or, you know, or without money to be able to do these things. I mean, you know, we tried to show a broad spectrum, but there's such a broader spectrum even than what we showed. I mean, there are so many examples. And, you know, this is, I mean, we could talk about healthcare and what's going on for a long, long time, but... You know, my my focus, my thought, my prayer is that we can find a way to help people regardless of race, financial, anything, just help people. As a community. Right on. Well, I think uh, this movie will do that, and it's called When the Bow Breaks online. You can check it out, whenthebowbreaksfilm.com, Netflix, iTunes as well. And one of the producers, Tanya Newbold, has been with us telling her story. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you for sharing it. Yes, thank and you. We, I'm going to share it and yeah, today. We, yeah, I'll... I love that. Thank you so much. And I do want to specify, because there are two When the Bow Breaks. Ours is When the Bow Breaks, a movie about postpartum depression. Right. A right. documentary about postpartum depression. I mean, because otherwise people pull up the other one, they're like, what? Right. What is that? Rebecca de Mornay, <laughs> isn't she in that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of When the Hand Rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's a different I think you're right. <laughs> I that's think the so other when the bow breaks is has to do with like the environment. I don't want to say. <laughs> no, it actually. Well, I know Regina Hall's in it. I think it's more of like a thriller movie. But oh, okay. okay. Oh, yeah, it is that one. Right on. Right. Well, I, I do appreciate you sharing this story. <laughs> we will post this online so people can share this interview, and Love maybe it. that'll help people <laughs> out. But I, we will have to get you on another time because I want. I definitely want to talk about some of your acting, and uh, you've been to some pretty cool movies, that. by the that's way. A whole other ball of wax. Yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, the, the first movie you were in was Bill and uh, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Is that correct? <laughs> it sure was. And talk about an awesome experience. I went in as a college student in the future to work for five days. I ended up working on the entire film. I was there for three and a half months. I played Marilyn Monroe in Heaven and then Kate Axelrod, the rock and roll <laughs> reaper. Oh, so and great. I stood in for Keanu Reeves, which he wasn't all that you thrilled st- about. <laughs> <laughs> you stood in for him? I That's did. Sweet. He used to pass me and not talk to me for the longest time. But then in the end, he was totally sweet. That's, a, that's oh hilarious. Right on. I'm, watch, I'm watching that one again today, man. <laughs> oh, you have to have a red curly wig. It's fabulous. Yeah, very cool. Well, you can also catch her in Family Man with Nicolas Cage, Rush Hour 2, and you're also in X-Men, The Last Stand. That's very cool of you. And, uh, Fantastic. You know, much success for you with this, and hopefully we can get a lot of people uh, help that they, the help that they can uh, definitely use for themselves. Love it, you guys. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really honored, and I really hope that people will share our film. Right on, Tanya. Thanks so much, and have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Wow, there you go. It's heavy uh, stuff, man. It is heavy stuff, and we're going to get a little heavier, too, with some aliens. Aliens. <laughs> with gas. Let's stick around with right there. Up in smoke That's where my money goes In my lungs And sometimes up my nose When troubled times Begin to bother me I take a toke and 
all my cares go up in smoke. <laughs> Up in smoke, donde todo es libre. There are no signs que dicen no fume. So I roll a bomber y me doy un buen toque. Y después I choke Y todo mis cares Go up in smoke Come on, let's go get high Up in smoke That's where I want to be Cause when I'm high The world is low Don't bother Something's going on here. I have a feeling we're not going to approve. Mm. The last time I caught an odor like that was 11 years ago. So it's safe to talk about flying saucers and people from outer space. People who may be circulating among us now. What if I told you I'd take you to a place you'd never been and do something to you that's never been done? You got to check it out, little boogie woogie on your brain. Open your mind real wide now. Now, 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 now. Kind of grabbed you by the boo-boo, don't it? I can hear my hair growing. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was flying him to go see his girlfriend. And we we're on approach. And I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V shape. And Oliver said to me, I was just looking at him and I was coming in. We're maybe a half a mile out. And Oliver said, Pa, do you, what, is, what are those lights? And, I, and I, then it kind of like came out of my <clears throat> reverie. And, and I said, I don't know what they are. I said, uh, he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him. And I reported it. And they said, we're not painting anything. We don't show anything. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to declare it's unidentified, it's flying, and it's six objects. Mm -hmm. We landed, I taxied, dropped him off, took off, went back to LA. Never said a word, he never said a word, I never thought of it. Two years later, Goldie is watching a television show when I came home. Yeah. And the show is on UFOs. But as I'm, I, I came home, hey honey, how's it going? And I'm kind of hearing this t the TV going, and I stopped and I started watching and it was on that event. And I'm watching this and I'm feeling like Richard Dreyfuss in <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Count. It's like, why do I know this? You know, It's not clear to me. And then they said, a general aviation pilot reported on landing. I'd never thought of it since then, and I said, that was me, I, that was me. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I'll go to my logbooks. So I went to my logbooks, and there was the flight at that time, and I didn't mention anything about the UFO. The fascinating part of that to me Whoa. is that it would just went literally out of my 
head. And Oliver never mentioned it. And had I not seen that show, I'd have never thought of it again. Amazing. That, to me, was the weird part. Aliens. With gas. Man. <laughs> and that is Kurt Russell. <laughs> what? Yes, Kurt really? Russell flying into Phoenix Har- Sky Harbor, seeing the lights in 1997. And that's his, his uh, explanation of seeing wow. the lights, man. I know, right? Well, first of all, his son calls him Pa, all right? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? And you forgot to put it down in the books? That's some Hollywood drugs right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's from BBC TV. He did that not too long ago, actually, talking about his uh, experience with the Phoenix Lights out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Welcome wow. to the program. Very cool. Yeah, right? How do you forget to put that down in the logbook, right. though? I mean, that's just, that blows me away. Yeah, yeah, that should be documented, man. All right, so, yeah, Kurt Russell right here, and let's get get our show going. The Extraterrestrial Rock Show has begun. Heidi Gad. Hello. I'm Kevin Gassman, and our special guest, Mandel, is with us here. What's up, dude? How's it going, all? It's going. Yeah, man, it's good. Mandel, by the way, is uh, he's a musician, just like Heidi. Yeah. And he created a little bit of uh, sound for us, and we use that as far as the backdrop of our intro, but it's just kind of like a a backdrop, more or less. A little alien. Moody bumper there for Yeah, him. exactly. Yeah. So we'll play a little bit more from him as well. So, uh, Mandel, thanks. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Did you ever end up seeing the Phoenix Lights? You know what? Um, I remember that day because I was having a very dramatic moment with my girlfriend at the time, and I was driving around <laughs> venting. And I heard about it later when I got home, and I was like, how did I not see that? Because I was driving around everywhere, but I was kind of uh, far west Peoria, so maybe I wasn't right. close enough to the action. Right, but, but you kind of saw a little bit from 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 afar. No, no, but the drama when I got home, I was like, "Oh my god!" Right, was talking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mo- I moved out of here like about a, almost exactly a month after that happened. Oh man, I've never seen any lights like that particular phenomenon, but I've definitely seen uh, those orb type sightings. Right, a handful of times. Yeah, and, a handful um, of times out here in Phoenix. Yeah, and only in the past since like 2012. I talked to Heidi about this yeah. a little bit, but there's actually a place um, in the Northeast, you can almost go nightly, I would say, and see uh, some weird stuff going on. Every time I think to go look, you have to get up high and look. I always see uh, some orbs just appearing and then floating farther east. You have to come over sometime. Uh, my buddy's got a great nine-story place downtown for perfect viewing of it. If we had a really good video camera, we could try to capture what it is. But I was trying to get them. You tell me what that is. <laughs> and no one was sold on plane, helicopter, because they just come out of nowhere and it's really bright right away. Wow. And they sit kind of still and it's like, you can't tell if it's moving. And then they start going really fast and go away compared to the almost not moving. It just starts speeding right. up and up and up and up. It's like, well, what is that? Yeah. And then another one will appear and then it just keeps happening all night. So what do you think? Do you think these are UFOs? I, I mean, well, they're obviously UFOs because you don't know what the hell well, they are. exactly. don't know what it is. <laughs> right. So that's obvious. But you can't rule out even a, like a very high-tech drone because I've right. seen where they're testing those out in Phoenix. And you, you hear about it in the paper here and there. But uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, last time I remember was we, we played a – we covered The Cure. And after that night, we were all sitting out. It was really late, 2, 3 in the morning. And we're looking up, and it was way up high. Like, this was not your, you know, toy, normal toy drone. It was a lot bigger. And it was just, like, checking out things all over the city, be downtown, and then be way over in Pure, and then be, like, we're just watching it all night. Right. And it was around for about a week, and then I haven't seen that particular one since. Mm. But uh, th- I, one time coming in on the 10, I saw them kind of outlying the 10, and they were all over. It's like, what is that? And well, we, wasn't that this, the sighting we had a, like about a month ago? Oh, uh, with wasn't that it? guy like near Parker? Yeah, on near the Parker, 10? right. Yeah. 
Those ones were huge. Right, there's like six or seven of them. Yeah, right? I mean, it was... Drones it, or the orbs? No, this looked like oh. the Phoenix lights. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if you saw that footage or not. But they were orange, though, weren't they? Yeah. They were like, this. they, they said it was some kind of part of a, a meteor that was falling to Earth, and but these things were just hanging oh, in the yeah. sky. Yeah, it's like, it was like a 15-minute phenomenon. Yeah. So yeah. how, how do you come off and tell us it's a meteor when you right. know meteors last in the exactly. sky for two seconds, if that? Yeah. <laughs> they mean, burn out. Yeah, right. They don't freaking float around. <laughs> like, oh, look, it's just hovering. But, I mean, we're, we're getting a lot of that in this area. I mean, so you have Holloman Air Force. It's in Holloman? No, wait. Um, uh, what's the one out in uh, in Glendale? What's the Air Force uh, base over there? Are you talking about Luke? Luke, yeah. Luke's, I don't know what I'm saying, the other one. But, uh, yeah, Luke's Air Force Base. You know, we, we th- this is a pretty, you know, there's a lot of sightings here. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just curious on how much that might be related to it. You know, I mean, our, our land in, in Arizona is pretty much unlived. There's a lot of spaces they can practice and do their little fun stuff. And, and you know, I was told, you know, remember where, where uh, Travis Walton got taken up by, he- by Heber, Arizona, Someone I told about the st- about us interviewing him said, "Yeah, man, there's sightings all the time in that area. Yeah, of these dark machines flying over yeah. with no sound, all over the, f- the, the the mountain forest, and you know, real low as well, not not so high off the ground." That was a great interview you guys did, by the way, with him. Oh, thanks, man. Cool. Yeah, I definitely believe him. Like listening to him talk, he's how can a believable. You not? Plus, how are you going to plan that with your coworkers? Like, hey, I got right. a great idea, guys. <laughs> right. You know, it's that's you know, what else do you want to do? But let's right. ruin our let's, reputations <laughs> for no reason. Let's have the whole town talking about us. Right. You know, the whole you know country world. That's like trying to talk your coworkers into a gang fight or you know something just totally <laughs> random and crazy. It's like it's, it's not happening. Yeah, so the the to get people involved in that kind of conversation, yeah, especially back then where you know there wasn't technology as much as there is today, you know, you, yeah. just so when somebody comes out with that kind of story, you'd have to almost I think would buy it. I mean, I mean, but I guess there is such a religious area. He comes out and says all this stuff about aliens. I mean, they're not going to buy it because they just don't believe in that. Yeah. So they're they're just not willing to understand that th- that this could have happened. Right. And so that's why they go right to the ridicule and say, "Oh, you're just you're full of it and you're on drugs." Right. Yeah. And the, just the corroborating with other people that you know. Well, yeah. Get right. Along and right. I don't get it either, man. I just and the thing is nowadays, you know, with everyone's cell phone, you know, and and video cameras, it's you know the more evidence and proof out there, there's so much video of UFOs flying around and. It's it's hard to say no to it, you know, but yeah. but then again, you know, CGI is pretty good these days. Yeah, that's what gets me is why people are making fake, you know. Yeah, that sucks because they can really make annoying. really good videos that way too. So it's like, eh. Right. Unless right. you see things with your own eyes someday. I think it's. Yeah. It's Because I was on the fence until I started it. to see things like, well, I don't know what the hell that is. I was telling you about that time um, I was playing volleyball and. It's in Scottsdale. It's really dark, walking to the parking lot. I was looking up at the sky. I was like, wow, it's really nice. And almost right above my head, like falling on me, it seemed like a falling star coming. I was like, whoa. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, look at that, look at that. And we're looking at it, and then all of a sudden it just breaks. And it was so far away, I wouldn't even say it was in our atmosphere quite yet, maybe barely. It was just out there. And I'm like, look at that. Like, what do you think that is? A plane. And like, so in (laughs) denial, just wanting to go. I'm like, how do you... You don't believe your own eyes? You think that's a plane? Like, it's got to be something else. And then I noticed something kind of off to my left, and I look completely 90 degrees to my left, and there's another light zipping, traversing, like, thousands of miles to meet this other light, hmm. and they both go off together. Really? It was nuts. Oh, and then again, I go, what do you think that one is? 
plane? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's but that's how much, you know, people don't want to, you know. They don't want to accept it. You know, even open that door. It's like, eh, I don't have time to think about that, you know. Right. I got work. I'm going to school. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. So, I mean, people just unwilling to accept that or at least have that be an option. You know, that's the thing that bothers me is that, that, that I think is the whole kind of MO of this show is that, you know, do we believe in them? I mean, I, I, I say until I don't believe in them, yes, I do. Until you can show me proof that they don't exist, yeah. I'm going to say, yes, they do exist. Yeah. And if you know, I haven't seen, you know, I've been like, well, I was 19, I saw something in the sky really high up, and that's the only time I've ever seen anything like that. But, I mean, why should I say, no, they don't exist until, you know, proven otherwise? Right. I, I don't get it, you know, why people would just exactly. just not accept it. That's what this whole thing is. That we have to allow this to be an option. This has to be an option, just like God is. I mean, right. Right. you know, it's I mean, funny if, as much as, um, sorry, um, no. I went to a Christian school uh, in my earlier years. Uh, public school kind of rough where I was at. I was in like the Maryville area. My mom's like, you know what? Maybe it's not the best area for us. So we moved to uh, this other area. I went to a Christian school and learned that whole thing. And I went from being a real nerdy good kid to like the bad kid because I'm, you know, from the outside going to a Christian school. I'm like, well, I'm not really bad, but it was, it was the weirdest thing because it was all their perspective on me. And it made me really kind of against religion when it wasn't really religion. I was mad at it was the people, right. but learning all that, I kind of put it in the back burner. Like, ah, I've already been there, done that. But it's weird. Our life kind of always brings you back to at least morality. And you see how people, when they kind of shed your morality, you're so open to whatever you forget, some sort of bearings, you know, and it, it really distorts things, I think. And um, you can't throw out, I think, anyone's religion. It seems like, you know, how they find um, drawings all over the world of the same things, the same kind of, you know, symbols. And right, like, right. And uh, so many religions kind of, you know, rhyme at least, you know. The, uh, right. The blue kachina. Well, we talked about this last the, week. Yeah, about, yeah. About religions and how many really acknowledge space or, you know, the universe and, yeah. and aliens and, and, and not too many do, I mean, obviously. Oh, you know what you have to watch? And they have a religious bend on it, but the stuff they picked up, I had never heard talked about. And they actually, like, went there to Peru and everything and were proving how they put churches on top of, like, like major fines to, like, cover it up. Yeah. And then distort the story and keep it in, you know, their story. Right. You know, tunnels going all over the, the world. But you got to see this thing called... Um, the unholy sea. It's very interesting, hmm. and they, you know, they tie it all into the Bible. But it's it's very interesting. It's about giants and all this kind of stuff, and supposedly, um, is that on like Netflix or you got to get it on I, DVD? You know what? I don't know. Or? I, I ordered the thing. It's I, I'll let you borrow it. Sweet. Check it out. Well, one of the for viewing or something. One of the points we made last week about you know uh, having um, religions. Or having the, at least the Catholic Church have the Vatican Observatory is that you know for them to be one step ahead, so that they can manipulate the story before it reaches the masses. You yeah. know, if they if they see something, I mean, they're not going to say, "Look, an alien ship's on its way." Of course they're not. <laughs> you know, but right. as long as they're ahead of the game for all of us, they can try to change the story before we we figure it out. I was a uh, I've been to the Vatican twice actually. Yeah. And it's so weird. I I take a lot of random photos and videos when I go on trips, and for most part, I don't. <laughs> look at a lot of it but I was going through some of that one day and I was captivated by a newer installation at the Vatican and it's this uh, large planet of some sort right in the m- middle of a courtyard and huh. it's rotating real slow like I don't know if it's on water or what but the planet itself looks impacted by another of um, something has impacted the thing and it's got like all kind of weird 
um, circuits running through it. Like, it's very interesting. And I'm like, why would this be here? Like, this has nothing to do with naked angels and all this other stuff that you see. It's just really stood out, but I was just staring at it for a while. It didn't, like, look like the Death Star or anything. But, you know, that was a long time ago when I never, you know, was into the great spectrum like I am now. And looking back, I was like, whoa. I'm like, that's kind of speaking to the depths that they're they're hiding there, Mm. you know. And, um, yeah, the Vatican's an interesting place. Do you think it could have been our planet, like, you know, um, in a future moment? Well, when you look at the Bible, according to them, you know, there's a planet that, that um, was it Wormwood? It's Wormwood. supposed to mm-hmm. come around. And, I had, you know, it gets you kind of thinking about that. And maybe their telescope, um, the it's type of planet it would be right. is... Um, they need that infrared to pick up the thing because you can't just look out and see it because it's right. traveling right in a different manner, right? So you can only pick it up. You think that's Nibiru is what they're saying? Is that um, warm? That sounds like it would be. It seems like it. I mean, you could definitely draw parallels there. What else are they doing? Right. I mean, how many people here, as far as the regular people of society, have the access to see, you know, beyond Pluto? Yeah. <laughs> you know, none of us right. do. You know what else is an interesting look? Um, I know a lot of people didn't like Prometheus when it first came out. Like, what the hell? Well, I did. That's me. It was boring. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at that in that kind of spectrum, too, she they're kind of telling a similar story of, you know, the beginning. And um, there's giants, of course, and all this. Of course, they got their twist on it. but Right. But it's it's interesting. Yeah, I always think. gets I'm, a Hollywood twist. I'm curious to twist. see what they do with that uh, that new alien flick. Me too. I'm gonna watch it. You ready for a song? Yeah. I can't wait to play this one because okay. I'm, I'm gonna give you the name of the song and you're gonna have to guess <laughs> the artist of the song. All right? It's it's, okay. a, it's a kind of a chill song, and we're we're going back a few years on this one too. All right, lay it on I, us. I'd love to hear you uh, be able to tell me who this is, but you have to tell me. I gotta tell you in the song. You have to wait till the song's over. Okay. And then you're gonna tell me. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right. You're dialed into <laughs> voiceamerica.com variety channel. Aliens with Gas is the program, and we are heard on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. in Phoenix, Arizona on 99.1 FM in the East Valley and 93.9 FM in the West Valley. And then you can podcast us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Yes, we're all over the place. So enjoy this song. Don't hate me for it. (laughs) But we'll be right back right here on Aliens with Cass. Man. Yeah, all right, so there's a little <laughs> good. Kevin, you're such a joker. Uh, there was some music, or clapping. That was off of BBC TV, by the way, back in Auten 70-whatever. Um, Mandel told me during the break who, who it is. He got it right. Did you hear him? I heard it. Ah, did, were, was, were you right, or you had no clue? I was, I don't know. I was pretty lost. I was just like, why haven't I heard this? It sounds so familiar. It blew me away. I was like, no way. I actually didn't know they did a song like that. That's who, Mandel? The beautiful, angelic Karen Carpenter of the Carpenters. It is. And do you know the name of the song? No, I never heard that. It's amazing. I never heard of it either. It's called Calling Occupants of Interplanetary Craft. Is it on any record, or do they only do it's it a live? A title. That, it's a title. I know, right? It's a, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just it, Googled it on YouTube, so <laughs> that's all I I'm not going to go deep in the collection of the Carpenters for this, all right? Just so okay. you know. Well, you can do that on your own. I will. <laughs> do it on your own I'm going to do it on my own. <laughs> right on. All right, you are dialed into the extraterrestrial <laughs> rock show. We like to play music associated with the alien themes, and you know, you find out these bands that just have songs that are about aliens. You don't realize that. I didn't know the Stones had one. 
You right? know, I didn't know, you know, we knew Elton John had a few, but he's got others besides, you know, Rocket Man. I mean, right. I've seen the saucers, you know, you go back to the Kings have one and, you know, all these old school um, musicians and, you know, you're a musician, Mandel, both you, Heidi, or, yeah. you know, and, you know, do, when you think back and growing up, do you do, do any songs stick out as far as uh, you, you remember about space and stuff? And with the exceptions of the, the, the main ones? No. You know, the most popular ones like Come Sail Away or, right. you know, um, uh, Space Oddity or right, uh, all mine Major come from Tom. Films. Right. That's where all my space songs. She's like a rainbow. That's kind of spacey. That was a Rolling Stones one. Oh, you're talking, I know, oh. I give me a spacey feeling. Yeah, I don't know if that, but the, <laughs> something like that. Um, but you actually, you um, created music for us on the show, and you also said you have a few other alien songs that you might be able to oh, throw yeah. our way. What, well, are you, what are you looking at as far as music goes, Mandel? Well, I've always been interested in, you know, most bands write a lot of love songs or, you know, stuff like that. I've always liked to do, like, stories and stuff, so I've, back in Ghost Life, about a decade ago, um, we did a song called AM Invasion. Yeah. They never I had really that had song, a actually. home. And I was like, you know who would like this? My good friends at Aliens with Gas. Yes. <laughs> we would love it. Dude, I'm telling you, I have that. You, you have it? I really do. I, I know I have that. Yes, I do. Ghost Life. I absolutely have that song. Because as soon as you said that, I was like, wait a minute, that sounds familiar. And I wouldn't be surprised if we did play it already, to be honest with you. I don't oh, really? remember if we did. Did you? Mm. Because I'm still looking at it right now. I can't remember. But we'll we jam play it. so much stuff. I and know. sometimes we listen to stuff that we don't play, that well, we're going to play. There's a lot of songs that, that I come across that have the alien themes with them, and we just haven't played yeah. them because most of it... Because we can only play two or three, usually. Well, yeah. We but do. For, for the most part, our, right. our genre doesn't really hit heavy metal. And if you went into heavy metal, you would find a plethora of alien songs. Yeah. Do well, you, I, mean, do you, I like metal. I do, too. <laughs> and we were planning on doing a full-on metal version we of the show <laughs> of all these songs that these metal bands have Someday. put out. So let me. This is a good question. Maybe ask you guys: Is heavy metal the genre for the most alien songs? Do you think, or punk rock music, or do you think it's, you know, it's definitely not pop music? No, I don't know. I would think almost alternative rock. I'm not sure. Is there a lot of heavy metal alien songs? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, there's a few. I mean, well, Megadeth like, alone has Rust in Peace, that album that came out with Hangar 18. They even came out with a, 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 a sequel of Hangar 18, Return to Hangar, which was off one of the later albums after uh, Rust in Peace. So, um, you know, Ramones have one, you know, Zero Zero UFO, and, you know, the. Yeah. I'm going to create a list and start putting alien songs on that list. And well, yeah, if you want to be our <laughs> assistant music director, you're more than welcome yeah, to. Yeah, I love it. That is out there. Get a mega list of alien songs. You just post that up. Here you go, people. I have, uh, well, somebody asked, sent me a, uh, a request for Little Wayne. Right. He's, he's, he's got a song called Phone Home. Was that Little Wayne that I, that I was told Yeah, about? that's what you were saying. Yeah, was, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of right here. Couple blocks up in Charge, nigga. I was like Little Wayne, though. And it's phone home. So I don't know if it's. <laughs> this is our first rap song, by the way. I know. I got a new trap of Val Dawson, nigga. Nigga, front of me some birds, and I ain't calling, nigga. 
I'll probably have to re-edit this one for radio airplay. I'm not sure. I don't think any of us in this room are qualified to play this song. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Ass lines if, in space, beyond. I'll see if there's any uh, a cleaner version. Well, you know, uh, I guess I'm uh, clean. I guess it is clean, but it's well, not I have really. heard like a lot of like um, electronica type bands that do like right. rap rock. Well, I've heard a few groups that they do a lot of um, well, you know alien themed Anunnaki. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, rats. What is? It? What, let me find one. I'll tell you in like one minute. Who are the, the electronic music with the the helmets they wear? Um, Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah. Daft Punk has a few of those songs too. Yeah. Yeah. Daft exactly. Punk is awesome. They like the robotic voice. That, that definitely fits in. Yeah, you know. I mean, plus, it's all kind of trippy, weird music and stuff, and that seems to be, you know, equate to the space and and the unknown out there. I guess you know. It's pretty much. You know, you ever watch like sci-fi and they have their own version of music and stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, so that's how music's supposed to be in the future, huh? Yeah. Right. I remember Buck Rogers did a, did a bit about that. Vendetta Kings. That's a band I was thinking of. They have um, quite a few and they're like super into conspiracy and like, uh, um, you know, aliens and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Alchemy, okay, like all kinds of right, oops. cool stuff, and they write some good stuff, and they have like a lot of guest artists. My friend Dashamesh turned me on to them. Right on. He plays didgeridoo. All right, this right here, <laughs> what you're listening to right here, I love to get a didgeridoo in here. I've had one on my show before, a yeah. long time ago though. So what we're listening to here, this is futuristic music. Okay. From Buck Rogers, we did this a little while ago, yeah, a long time ago, but I want Mandel to hear this. <laughs> it's almost like the almost like the band in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, I, t- I totally remember <laughs> that, man. They killed it at the big show. <laughs> I love Revenge of the Nerds. All of them. Not gonna lie. Yeah, so this is somebody come up with this idea to t- to bring up this type of uh, type of music and stuff, which cracks me up. Someone had it like, well, what, would it, what would it sound like, you know? Do you know who locally had a really good spacey sound? Was, um, I think they're not together anymore, but Vial of Sound. Because hmm. every song they had was like in that robotic voice and oh, really? a little amped up. That's that's a good hmm. I don't know driving if I ever soundtrack. Think about space. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, there's uh, Fate of the Galaxies. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> It was you. We got a song called Constellations Unknown that's all spacey. Right, so having a band called Fate of the Galaxies, you'd seem like everything that you would write about would be about the galaxy. Well, yeah, I wanted I wanted us to be like about everything, so you know what what's it all about? What's this fate all about? Yeah. We have news for the beautiful people. <laughs> that's from the Revenge of the Nerds, I can resist. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I thought I had that last. I had, thought I had that song, by the way, but I guess I couldn't find it—the the final song that they put together. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think music is important. I think you know we to have that expression to do explain what our thoughts are on the universe and yeah. different aliens are our actual being here on this planet and what it's all about and are we actually from this planet? You know, yeah. I know so. It needs to be explored. You guys keep expanding into more things. Like when I saw you were talking about the Vatican, I was like, whoa, you've taken a jump here. 
<laughs> but um, but of course it's attached entirely. So how do you not talk about that? And then you'll find yourself talking about everything eventually, because right. yeah. everything's tied together. You know, when it's all connected, man. The ripples of life extend everywhere. Right. So I mean, wh- what would you say as far as humanity on this planet? You know, the way life should be on this planet. What is the most important thing we should know as a human being? Is it where we're from? Is it what our purpose is? I mean, um, I think if we found out where we were from, where we actually originated from, I mean, that would obviously change our perspective on everything on this planet, and that would change life 180 degrees. No, totally. So crazy too. Like on, on other, another way, the whole political spectrum of things. How people are so quick to get against each other based on beliefs. Right. You know. Right. Another thing, but. It, I think the most important thing, as you were saying, for people to keep a grasp on is, like, who you are and your relationships you have with people. You know, don't lose those things over, you know, your differences in beliefs. You know, we're, we're based on – this country's based on being able to have, have those things and get together. And we've always been able to do that. And I think they put such a spotlight on – on these things that they've kind of they're forcing us to fight you know right no that's what's that's exactly what's happening and but, um, the, but the thing is you know you look at you know the republicans and, and the and the liberals and, you know those in the democrats you know, call it like that but uh conservatives republic you know liberals but it's it's really you know that's not what it's about you know i mean life transcends all gender and, and race you know it doesn't matter it's yeah and yeah picking that division between us is definitely yeah. helping someone it's not helping us you know, it's like, someone's benefiting from it. And I like to hear everything, like even things that I know, like, oh, I don't believe this probably, but I, I watch shows that I know I'm probably not going to like, but right. sometimes change my mind entirely. Like, you just never know. I, just, right. I, I can never get the people that just totally put a wall up. And then... Um, right. They don't even, like I said, they keep this as a possibility. Yeah. Keep it open as an option. You might believe what you believe, and you know, but if something does fly out of the sky... Nobody knows what, you know... What's what really going on or what happens when you die. And, you know, and right. as much as, you know, science wants to prove things, they, they don't know. They don't right. know what's going to happen. And, and, by the way, somehow science becomes God. And all of a sudden, God's science says this or that. And because a page that has science in the word says it, you know, people just, you know, run with everything. It's like, well, how do you know they're not fooling you, you know? Right. To get in your wallet to get some more tax money because you're a filthy human ruining the planet. <laughs> and Right. You know, uh, there's plenty of that going on. And well, it's like there's this meme that I've seen that's like this guy interviewing this other guy for a job. And he asks a question, do you believe in God? And the guy says, yes. And then the interviewer asks, well, do you believe in unicorns? And the guy says, no. And then the interviewer goes, well, why? Well, I've never seen a unicorn. So it's like, if you think about it. Right. You never, well, so you saw God? Right. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? So just because... <laughs> You haven't seen a unicorn. I believe in unicorns. I think they <laughs> used to exist, personally. <laughs> and, of course, I believe in extraterrestrials. Boom. But I have seen some weird stuff. You have? I have. And I, I, I'm looking more into the sky, and I have been since we're doing this show. We need to take, like, a field trip somewhere where there's, yeah. like, known sightings. Like, we're coming up to that ninth floor. I'm telling you, you gotta, we need a really good we're gonna do video it. camera with a zoom. I, I have footage of it, but it looks like crap. Right. So like, oh, that's a just a dot. A twinkling pixel right. at this point. Dude, right. maybe I'm going to go to Tempe Camera and rent me a camera. You know what's interesting, though? I'd, I'd filmed this sighting. It was, like, in June, I know, years ago. Um, and I was like, I'm going to sit on this because I'm not going to post it or say nothing. 
And I waited like a couple weeks and I searched that day. And sure enough, someone had posted footage, not what I was looking at, but still in Phoenix behind me. Whoa. And I didn't look that way because my building was in the way. But there were um, like nine of them behind me. And I was looking looking at three. Oh, my god! But I was like, holy crap. Like something really did go down that night. And, you know, I was staring at something weird. When was this? Um, so I think it was 2012. Okay. I want to say it was June. I can find the date and video in that other video I was talking about and show you. But it's a, it's that those orbs that and they usually are like orange green, orange green, and then they kind of go in between other colors. But right. I think you've seen these before. Yes. Right? And um, I have video of one of the orange ones zipping actually right near my house, and my neighbors came over because there was one that went. Neighbors come over, Heidi, Heidi, what is it? You're into all this stuff. I'm like, why do I have the answer? And then, sure enough, another one in the exact same spot. And by that time, I had my HD camera out, so I have footage of it. And then we were trying to find my friend who was there staying with me at the time. He had a video a camera with night vision, but the battery was dead. So I was trying to get that camera the same time, but by then the event had ended. And kind of wonder, though. Like these- off, man. UFOs show up and, you know, if they are alien, how much do they know of who's watching them? How much do they can they see down on the ground of what eyes are on them or what minds are on them? Right. Right. You know, I mean, like, are they aware? They have to be aware that we're, we can see them or do they, are they at that certain distance where they know cameras won't be able to pick them up? Is there a certain, you know, like place they need to be where they know that they'll become blurry and out of focus right that just, they can't be close enough for i don't know maybe i'm sure they'd have that science down pretty well oh man all right so let's play this song it's a cover song of come sail away from sticks and it's by the band the trophy fire i really dug this it's really cool so we'll come back after this we'll talk about a sasquatch sighting not only a sasquatch Whoa. sighting but something peculiar happening to a guy in a Sasquatch. We'll talk about that when we come back. All right. <laughs> Alien. That's, that's, well, that's going to say, that's one of our, that's, we're going to do. Aliens. What are we doing? We're going to do, uh, maybe, maybe. Oh, maybe <laughs> it's, maybe it's real. Or maybe it's make-believe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back after this. It's the Extraterrestrial Rock Show. Aliens. <laughs> with, ooh, that's rough. With cats. <laughs> it's fucking pneumonia. <laughs> Aliens with gas, and that is the Trophy Fire, a band I found (laughs) online. Come sail away from sticks. Now that song, I mean, I remember lying on my bed as a kid when it came out and listening to it, and you know, flying away. They weren't angels; (laughs) they were aliens. Oh my God, you know. But you know what's funny also about that song? It it also reminds me because I grew up in Southern California, of going to Disneyland a lot, the Electric Light Parade. For some reason, that song it just I associate it with the Electric Light Parade. <laughs> I don't know awesome. why, because if you know that music, they played the Electric Light Parade. Right. It kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Doesn't I mean I, I don't know. I got to get it now. <laughs> we have Mandel with us. He's our special guest for today. You're dialed into the Extraterrestrial Rock Show on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel every Saturday, starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time, and then we air it on the radio Sunday nights at 9 p.m on 99.1 FM and 93.9 FM in Phoenix, Arizona. Then on Monday, you can catch our podcast, which gets released on SoundCloud and then gets distributed on... To iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. There's like four more. You know what's great? On your your phone? The TuneIn app? Yeah, the TuneIn app is another one, yes. And then boom, that's how I pick you guys up. All right, you listen to us on that? Yep. Nice. Yeah, 9 p.m. work. 
great. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds like a MIDI, doesn't it? It reminds me of <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> I love Zelda. It's triumphant. This is the Electric Light Parade music, so soundtrack 2010. This is way different, though, than when I, what I was used to back, way back in the day. Or maybe you just remember it differently, Kevin. Possibly. Yeah. You know, I picked up it was kind of spacey. Um, I like finding old records. There's a Star Wars, like, 70s um, disco record. Yeah, we, yes. <laughs> we did that already, man. Oh, wait, you yeah. were talking about that, too, weren't you? That's yeah, funny. Yeah, that, um, they had that, that Christmas special, ago. too, where it was super disco-y. I turned that on, I was playing it, and all of a sudden, Destin comes walking in the room. Hey, we used to play this all the time and dance to it. Me and my brother. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, here, here's the disco music. I was like, I was one. That you talk about. <laughs> yep. Remember, they had, I don't know if you remember this, but they had hooked on music. There was a, like orchestra music with this beat behind it. Yeah. You know, old classic, <laughs> classical music, you know. <laughs> that they would put this together. This was a big deal in the late in the late 70s, man. This kind of music. Would they mix it? Star Wars. It's <laughs> awesome, man. It's like early mashups. Like how they have the mashups now, you know? It kind of is a mashup, isn't right. it? Yeah. yeah. So Mandel, you created some music for us before we get to our final stories here of the day. You were talking about uh, creating a bumper for us, which you said you did, man, which is very cool. So... What did, you, what did you play? And we're going to add this to the show, maybe even for this week's podcast. Yeah. Or uh, maybe for, for sure next week. But uh, you created the sound for us in the first place, which is very cool. So, Yeah, you were saying that um, I sent you that little bit of music. Like, uh, it's not a full song, but I knew you didn't really need a full song. You just need a little, right. little bit of something. Right. So what do you have for But when you, when you guys always do your aliens with gas, I'm like, <laughs> to make it more theatrical, you should do it over this little part right here. Can I play it? Yeah, I hope it works. Do it. Let's see. I hope it's not real loud. <laughs> like it? All right, well, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Ready? I'm wait, wait, wait. Is she supposed to talk over it? She's going to go aliens and, and I you do the with guess. See, I did it. Right here. Aliens. With There we go. Man. <laughs> I love it. That's, That's great. I think you mean by a bumper for that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we can add that to the mix. Yeah, I like it. And then it. you fade it out a little bit and then boom, you're back in. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I dig it, man. Very cool. Something to play around with. Well, thanks for doing that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. I was actually thinking this would be a pretty cool song. So if I end up making it a full song, I'll make it about aliens, of course. And right. Well, it's got it's a little bit of the, the sample of the sound you gave us prior to as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's connected, which is nice. Well, I was so. thinking about it. I was like, you know, this would be pretty neat if I expand on it. So all right, well, I'm going to come up with. Yeah, right on. Right I like I it. I appreciate that, man. Your interest in aliens has been for how long, man? Well, forever. You know? Has it? I mean, I saw the explorers in the 80s. Hello. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they must be real. Remember that one? River Phoenix? I, I didn't see that movie. Yeah. I think I was a little bit beyond my... Yeah. The aliens with like the droopy fingertips right. and they'd walk around like this. Yeah. Yeah. You have to look it up, kids. I've seen them all. That was a little before my time. Or uh, after my time. It was a little too, you know, like... That's a good 80s classic that it's almost up there with Stand By Me and the others, but yeah, kind of cheap. Yeah. It was the 80s, though. That's how they rolled. Yeah. 80s movies are awesome. So uh, we uh, have a few minutes uh, before we get out of here. Another, okay. About another 10. 10 minutes. Yeah. And, uh, Mandel, we talk about stories that maybe maybe are real. I'm not singing. Right <laughs> maybe it's real. Or maybe it's make-believe. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I saw this story online. I, I don't know, man. I mean, you got to, you know, Sasquatches, Bigfoots, you know. I believe in them. Big feet, yes. It, supposedly, they were the actual, like, legitimate first citizens of this planet. Yeah. Like, legit. Like, they, they, they owned us. Like, they owned this planet. They, they were, were here. Yeah, they were here first. Check their passports, the dates, yes. <laughs> As, as far as us goes, uh, maybe you know, maybe not. But someone in Colorado, apparently a hunter, has claimed that he was sexually assaulted by a Sasquatch. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How does that work? Wait, was it a man or a woman Sasquatch? It was. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you would know that or not. Is he trying to justify some sort of gaping wound? <laughs> yeah, dude, he was Gross. stepping out. Oh man! He's 57 years old. Glenwood Springs, Colorado, apparently is where he's from. But apparently, the the, the excuse me, the rape, uh, you know, happened while he was taking a walk in the woods. He's 57, and he says this gorilla-like creature dropped from a tree in front of him, punched him in the face. He said it was at least eight feet tall. And he said his punches hurt like hell. <laughs> I was knocked right out after the first blow. So while he was trying to recover, the large humanoid creature began to tear his clothes off while letting off some howls. He said, while I regained consciousness, he had already torn my pants and was tearing through my underwear. I stabbed him in the shoulder with my hunting knife, and that made him run away. So it was a he. So, I don't know why we're laughing. Well, this is terrible. But was there like... Well, I'm wondering if the knife has blood on it. Let's do a little DNA on the knife. Yeah. You know, or... He's showing a picture of his foot, though, next to the footprint, though. We'll oh, post this wow. up there. You know, I mean, look. I have so many questions. We just did a thing a couple <laughs> weeks ago with, with uh, was it uh, Lloyd Pye? Right. Who I mean, did a whole. If this was CSI, there's ways of investigating. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to see investigation happen on this. This is important. Did well, he, did he leave anything behind that we could, you know, well, there's the, the footstep. Lab? There's a footstep. Oh. Okay. It looks pretty large, and there's five different toes separated very specifically at, on this, like, oh, footprint man. here. So, I mean, it kind of looks, you know, maybe real. But, you know, they talk about the, the foot plant, you know, how ours are arched. It was saying Sasquatches are flat. Right. This footprint is extremely flat. Yeah. So, which is interesting. Uh, the uh Investigators say that was more like uh, more likely to be just a particularly large and hairy man to attack him. Hmm. Sounds hmm. like it was very hairy. Said he measured about eight situation. foot tall, extremely hairy, brown hair, dark brown eyes, and extremely large feet. Hmm. And uh, they should just put a put him on a milk carton. <laughs> that might help out. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this thing? Man. But we have, you know, and uh, what state was this in? Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. Whoa, dude. There's a lot of trees there. A lot of trees. But then you know, again, you know, they they are spotted all over the world. True. So, and there's different variations. Like you said, there's you know your pygmy ones, and you have your 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 large yetis and and sasquatches right. and stuff like that. I wonder what the eight. motivation was. Like, was this guy putting off like a pheromone? And <laughs> Sasquatch was like, hey. Right. I like what you're smelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like what I'm smelling. We'll post the story. You, you guys decide. We just put it up and you guys. Depending on your cologne, Sasquatch might, you know, be attracted to you. You might be, you know, piss him off. Well, we don't know what this guy was know. doing in the forest. He says right. he was taking a walk. Maybe he was doing something else with himself. It's true. <laughs> you don't know. We don't right. know. I just <laughs> want to know if the Sasquatch that attacked him was like. Male or female. The only problem is, so yeah, that would, you have to know that, of course. But then again, you know, I, it, the only 
picture is a foot, why not have a picture of your clothes being ripped or, you know, right. or something like that? So, well, you said rape. I mean, almost rape, or I mean, yeah. Is well, there's a way to look into things like this if there was penetration. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, <laughs> these are the questions I have. All right. Too. I went there. Penetration by a Bigfoot. Well, that was just according, happened. according to the stories. What the, the stories said, rape. So mm-hmm. or maybe the attempted rape. How about that? There would be hairs left behind because how well groomed is a Sasquatch down below? Right. I mean, let's get serious here. <laughs> and I thought Scott ways get CSI on this. And we don't I mean obviously we don't know if there was actual <laughs> sex that was intended here. You know, we just know that there was a, a little beat down and some clothes being oh, ripped okay. off. Right. We don't know how else. You know, another person just yelling right. rape. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> some <kidding>. guy <laughs> out there. Making stuff up. False accusations. Maybe it's real. Mm, or maybe it's make-believe. <laughs> make-believe, Bigfoot rape. Uh, we had a few of the stories <laughs> we threw up online um, uh, on our page, and we can talk about it here. How about under, under Antarctica? You guys been following that story at all? Or? Yes. You have. Yeah, me too, man. There seems to be a lot of news coming hell? out. Some. Uh, yeah, what's going on? They're going to send, uh, I think, uh, a ship underneath the, the continent. Is that what they're going to do? I haven't Supposedly. heard part. I mean, they're... You know, there's pyramids on the continent. It's interesting. All these leaders that have been going down there recently. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin said something. Was that really him? I don't know, but didn't it get taken down right away, too, or something like that? I just remember trying to follow it as to was it really him that tweeted that or whatever. Right. I think all the good stuff always gets taken down right away, you know? But why not leave it up if you want to? If you want to muddy the waters, you know, of the truth. Be, be, right. Have you guys not? It doesn't make sense to me why they would. Have you covered Ad- Admiral Byrd and his his uh, notes, his diary, all that? A little bit. A little bit, right? Yeah. We kind of went through that just for a moment, but it wasn't. Uh, we didn't really get into it. Into it. Oh, well, it's really trippy. Yeah, well, I like to. I like to get. I like to find someone who's got a little more background on that as a guest to discuss it. Okay. Because yeah. the 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 uh, the diary he wrote wasn't the diary that was printed. So that could be a hearsay fantasy diary that was printed under Admiral Byrd. But I think having him where he was at and the stories he came up with that, are, that have been consistent, I think there's a lot more legitimacy to it than we're being led on to. So, yeah, there, it could be legit. There, there could be an oasis in the middle of Antarctica. We have no clue. Yeah. Right. We have no clue. They, first of all, are they going to let us fly our own plane over Antarctica? Probably not. No. So we have to go by what we see on on a map or on a photo from space where it's just an, a big iceberg on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, who knows? Well, and whatever they're releasing to us, right. they're only going to be picky and choosy. According to the Deftones, there's a hole in the earth also. Yeah. With the, like the hollow that. earth? Maybe. I, I think or a hole like from the top to the bottom. I, I think it's about the hollow earth, maybe. Yeah. Because we did a whole show about the hollow is earth. It, <laughs> is there a large <laughs> hole down there that goes in, you know? To the they top. that other little uh, paradise that, that there was some kind of hole in the ground. They looked down in there and there were trees growing. Yeah. Where was that at? Flowing. Where was that? That was more recently, past it's year or uh, two. Oh, God. I read it. I was like, like, oh, wow, it's amazing. It's like somewhere like kind of tropical, I feel like. And then the it was hole all, opens up. Yeah, yeah. it was all uh, self-contained. and Right. I knew this. You know, that just reminded me. There was a an owner of a local restaurant in Tempe that I won't mention the name, but... This particular owner is a helicopter pilot as well. And he was telling me that there was somewhere he had flown. Because, I mean, this is like 20-some years ago. Um, and he knew, you know, I was all into aliens and stuff. And he was saying that there was a place he went where he, you could only go down in a helicopter. And it was, like, totally 
all awesome, like Middle Earth kind of really? stuff. Yeah. Where was this at? Um, he said it was somewhere cold, and then when you go down, it turns into like this tropical place. But I can't remember exactly where he said it was. It just right now when you guys said that, it just like yeah. boom. Um, I had a recall. I'm gonna try to get a hold of him. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to get him on the on the show if, yeah. if he's willing to talk. Right. Maybe he'll go anonymous. Right. There's mm. a lot to discover. There is, man. It, it, it's still on our planet. And we have a, like a minute planet. or two before we get out of here. So, Mandel, thanks for coming in. We do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, is there anything yeah, else awesome. you want to get out before uh, the show ends? Is there something else you wanted to throw out there? Not really. Um, I'm doing a big Prince tribute here eventually. Here I saw the I necklace, yeah. Um, I keep getting bothered to do <laughs> the cure again. I was like, eh, I think no one's tackled Prince in the way I want to do it because I'm going to get into the conspiracy of it all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just when you thought you were safe. <laughs> so, uh Look for that coming up. All right. Well, how can people find you online? Fate of the Galaxies, Facebook. And uh, we were going to revamp Ghost Life, but I think that's uh, going to turn into something called Astro Bit, actually. So. Interesting. All right. Well, let us know. We're not going to have enough time to play that song, unfortunately, because we're out of time. No problem. But we'll save it for next week. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Remind Let's us. Do it. Good to see you guys. Yeah, Good to man. see you, too. Right Thanks on, for man. coming in. For sure. All right. So everyone out there, thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Don't don't forget Sunday nights. We are we are on the radio at ninety nine point one FM in the East Valley and on ninety three point nine FM in the West Valley. And then Monday we release the podcast on SoundCloud, and then that goes to uh, Google Play, Stitcher, I, I, iTunes. Yeah. Sorry, do it and again. you can always <laughs> Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tune in. Tune in. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And even on Sunday nights. Yeah, if you don't get local radio, go to the TuneIn app, man. Yeah, listen to us on the radio yeah. through there. Um, KWSS.org is the uh, website that's easiest, or you can go to CoyoteCountry991.com as well. Those are other ways you can tune in 9 o'clock on Sunday nights. You guys want to go out doing your thing one last time here? Yeah, go for the it. Aliens yeah. All right, so wait, before, before we do that, <laughs> right, I'll, pop, I'll pop it up here. i got to put that. Oop, uh, I'll turn your music off, I think. Oh. Is that what oh, you're playing? Okay. Okay. Is that you? That's you. <laughs> so we are going to say goodbye. We'll be back for another week. Okay, so we're going to say goodbye. We'll be back next week yeah. here on Saturday at our new time, 4 p.m. on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really do appreciate yeah. it. And you can catch the replay Sunday night at 4. And next Friday, we air it at 7 a.m. Oh. Yeah, 7 a.m. Friday morning. And then again, right here on voiceamerica.com variety at 7 p.m. Friday night. Nice. So plenty of chances to catch this show next weekend. But until then, thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening to Alien. Oh, wait. Oh. Wait. Here we go. Aliens. Yes. Man. Thank you. And keep watching the skies.